Nehemiah's enemies threaten him with violence, but Nehemiah trusts in the Lord. It's Nehemiah chapters 5 through 7 and Isaiah chapter 19 here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. As we began to see in our last episode, the governors who oversee the region west of the Euphrates, which includes Judah and Jerusalem, are unhappy that Nehemiah has been sent to help rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Feeling threatened, Sanballat and other officials create false rumors and even bribe others to attempt to deceive Nehemiah. They make every attempt to stop or delay the work, but in just 52 days' time, Nehemiah and the diligent remnant of Israel rebuild the wall and restore the gates. Once the gates are up and guards are established, Nehemiah begins to sort out families so they can build and settle. Nehemiah chapters 5 through 7 There was a widespread outcry from the people and their wives against their Jewish countrymen. Some were saying, We, our sons and our daughters, are numerous. Let us get grain so that we can eat and live. Others were saying, We are mortgaging our fields, vineyards, and homes to get grain during the famine. Still others were saying, We have borrowed money to pay the king's tax on our fields and vineyards. We and our children are just like our countrymen and their children. Yet we are subjecting our sons and daughters to slavery. Some of our daughters are already enslaved, but we are powerless because our fields and vineyards belong to others. I became extremely angry when I heard their outcry and these complaints. After seriously considering the matter, I accused the nobles and officials, saying to them, Each of you is charging his countrymen interest. So I called a large assembly against them and said, We have done our best to buy back our Jewish countrymen who were sold to foreigners. But now you sell your own countrymen, and we have to buy them back. They remained silent and could not say a word. Then I said, What you are doing isn't right. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our God and not invite the reproach of our foreign enemies? Even I, as well as my brothers and my servants, have been lending them money and grain. Please, let's stop charging this interest. Return their fields, vineyards, olive groves, and houses to them immediately, along with the percentage of the money, grain, new wine, and fresh oil that you have been assessing them. They responded, We will return these things and require nothing more from them. We will do as you say. So I summoned the priests and made everyone take an oath to do this. I also shook the folds of my robe and said, May God likewise shake from his house and property everyone who doesn't keep this promise. May he be shaken out and have nothing. 
the whole assembly said, Amen! And they praised the Lord. Then the people did as they had promised. Furthermore, from the day King Artaxerxes appointed me to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the twentieth year until his thirty-second year, twelve years, I and my associates never ate from the food allotted to the governor. The governors who preceded me had heavily burdened the people, taking from them food and wine as well as a pound of silver. Their subordinates also oppressed the people. But because of the fear of God, I didn't do this. Instead, I devoted myself to the construction of this wall, and all my subordinates were gathered there for the work. We didn't buy any land. There were 150 Jews and officials, as well as guests from the surrounding nations, at my table. Each day, one ox, six choice sheep, and some fowl were prepared for me. An abundance of all kinds of wine was provided every ten days. But I didn't demand the food allotted to the governor, because the burden on the people was so heavy. Remember me favorably, my God, for all that I have done for this people. When Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that no gap was left in it, though at that time I had not installed the doors in the city gates, Sanballat and Geshem sent me a message. Come, let's meet together in the villages of the Ono Valley. They were planning to harm me. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing important work and cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same proposal, and I gave them the same reply. Sanballat sent me this same message a fifth time by his aide, who had an open letter in his hand. In it was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem agrees, that you and the Jews plan to rebel. This is the reason you are building the wall. According to these reports, you are to become their king and have even set up the prophets in Jerusalem to proclaim on your behalf, There is a king in Judah. These rumors will be heard by the king. So come, let's confer together. Then I replied to him, There is nothing to these rumors you are spreading. You are inventing them in your own mind. For they were all trying to intimidate us, saying, They will drop their hands from the work, and it will never be finished. But now, my God, strengthen my hands. I went to the house of Shemaiah, son of Deliah, son of Mehetabel, who was restricted to his house. He said, Let's meet at the house of God, inside the temple. Let's shut the temple doors, because they're coming to kill you. They're coming to kill you tonight. But I said, 
Should a man like me run away? How can someone like me enter the temple and live? I will not go. I realized that God had not sent him because of the prophecy he spoke against me. Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. He was hired so that I would be intimidated, do as he suggested, sin and get a bad reputation in order that they could discredit me. My God, remember Tobiah and Sanballat for what they have done, and also the prophetess Noadiah and the other prophets who wanted to intimidate me. The wall was completed in 52 days, on the 25th day of the month Elul. When all our enemies heard this, all the surrounding nations were intimidated and lost their confidence. For they realized that this task had been accomplished by our God. During those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters to Tobiah, and Tobiah's letters came to them. For many in Judah were bound by oath to him, since he was a son-in-law of Shechaniah son of Era, and his son Jehohanan had married the daughter of Meshullam son of Berechiah. These nobles kept mentioning Tobiah's good deeds to me, and they reported my words to him. And Tobiah sent letters to intimidate me. When the wall had been rebuilt and I had the doors installed, the gatekeepers, singers, and Levites were appointed. Then I put my brother Hanani in charge of Jerusalem, along with Hananiah, commander of the fortress, because he was a faithful man who feared God more than most. I said to them, Do not open the gates of Jerusalem until the sun is hot, and Let the doors be shut and securely fastened while the guards are on duty. Station the citizens of Jerusalem as guards, some at their posts and some at their homes. The city was large and spacious, but there were few people in it, and no houses had been built yet. Then, My God put it into my mind to assemble the nobles, the officials, and the people to be registered by genealogy. I found the genealogical record of those who came back first, and I found the following written in it. These are the people of the province who went up among the captive exiles deported by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Each of them returned to Jerusalem and Judah to his own town. They came with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Rehemiah, Nehemani, 
Mordecai, Bilshan, Mizpareth, Bigvi, Nehum, and Bena. The number of the Israelite men included. Perosh's descendants, 2,172. Shephatiah's descendants, 372. Era's descendants, 652. Pehath Moab's descendants, Jeshua's and Joab's descendants, 2,818. Elam's descendants, 1,254. Zatu's descendants, 845. Zakai's descendants, 760. Benui's descendants, 648. Bebai's descendants, 628. Asgad's descendants, 2,322. Adonikam's descendants, 667. Bigvi's descendants, 2,067. Aden's descendants, 655. Ater's descendants of Hezekiah, 98. Hashem's descendants, 328. Bezai's descendants, 324. Harif's descendants, 112. Gibeon's descendants, 95. Bethlehem's and Netophah's men, 188. Anathoth's men, 128. Beth Asmaveth's men, 42. Kiriath Jerem's, Kephira's, and Beeroth's men, 743. Ramah's and Geba's men, 621. Michmas's men, 122. Bethel's and Ai's men, 122. The other Nebo's men, 52. The other Elam's people, 1,254. Harim's people, 320. Jericho's people, 345. Lod's, Hadid's, and Ono's people, 721. Sinea's people, 3,930. The priests included Jediah's descendants of the house of Jeshua, 973. Immer's descendants, 1,052. Pashur's descendants, 1,247. Harim's descendants, 1,017. The Levites included Jeshua's descendants. Of Cadmiel, Hodeva's descendants, 74. The singers included Asaph's descendants, 148. The gatekeepers included Shalom's descendants, Ater's descendants, Talmon's descendants, Akub's descendants, Hatita's descendants, Shobai's descendants, 138. The temple servants included Ziha's descendants, Hasufa's descendants, Tabaoth's descendants, Keros's descendants, Sia's descendants, Padan's descendants, Labana's descendants, Hagaba's descendants, Sholmai's descendants, Hanan's descendants, Gedel's descendants, Gahar's descendants, Riaya's descendants, Rezin's descendants, Nakoda's descendants, Gazim's descendants, Uzza's descendants, Pesia's descendants, Basai's descendants, Meunum's descendants, Nefesheshem's descendants, Bakbuk's descendants, Hakufa's descendants, Harhur's descendants, Basilith's descendants, Mahida's descendants, Harsha's descendants, Barkos's descendants, Sisera's descendants, Tima's descendants, Naziah's descendants, Hatifa's descendants. The descendants of Solomon's servants included Sotai's descendants, Sophereth's descendants, Perida's descendants, 
Jayla's descendants, Darkon's descendants, Gedel's descendants, Shephatiah's descendants, Hatil's descendants, Pokereth Hazabiam's descendants, Ammon's descendants. All the temple servants and the descendants of Solomon's servants, 392. The following are those who came from Telmela, Telharsha, Kerub, Adon, and Immer, but were unable to prove that their ancestral families and their lineage were Israelite. Deliah's descendants, Tobiah's descendants, and Nokoda's descendants, 642. And from the priests, the descendants of Hobiah, the descendants of Hakaz, and the descendants of Barzillai, who had taken a wife from the daughters of Barzillai the Gileadite, and who bore their name, these searched for their entries in the genealogical records, but they could not be found. So they were disqualified from the priesthood. The governor ordered them not to eat the most holy things until there was a priest who could consult the Urim and Thummim. The whole combined assembly numbered 42,360, not including their 7,337 male and female servants, as well as their 245 male and female singers. They had 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. Some of the family heads contributed to the project. The governor gave 1,000 gold coins, 50 bowls, and 530 priestly garments to the treasury. Some of the family heads gave 20,000 gold coins and 2,200 silver minas to the treasury for the project. The rest of the people gave 20,000 gold coins, 2,000 silver minas, and 67 priestly garments. The priests, Levites, gatekeepers, temple singers, some of the people, temple servants, and all Israel settled in their towns. Isaiah chapter 19 A pronouncement concerning Egypt Look, the Lord rides on a swift cloud and is coming to Egypt. Egypt's worthless idols will tremble before him and Egypt will lose heart. I will provoke Egyptians against Egyptians. Each will fight against his brother and each against his friend city against city, kingdom against kingdom. Egypt's spirit will be disturbed within it, and I will frustrate its plans. Then they will inquire of worthless idols, ghosts, mediums, and spiritists. I will hand over Egypt to harsh masters, and a strong king will rule it. This is the declaration of the Lord God of armies. The water of the sea will dry up, and the river will be parched and dry. The channels will stink, they will dwindle, and Egypt's canals will be parched. Reed and rush will wilt. 
the reeds by the Nile, by the mouth of the river, and all the cultivated areas of the Nile will wither, blow away, and vanish. Then the fishermen will mourn. All those who cast hooks into the Nile will lament, and those who spread nets on the water will give up. Those who work with flax will be dismayed. Those combing it and weaving linen will turn pale. Egypt's weavers will be dejected. All her wage earners will be demoralized. The princes of Zoan are complete fools. Pharaoh's wisest advisers give stupid advice. How can you say to Pharaoh, I am one of the wise, a student of the eastern kings? Where then are your wise men? Let them tell you and reveal what the Lord of armies has planned against Egypt. The princes of Zoan have been fools. The princes of Memphis are deceived. Her tribal chieftains have led Egypt astray. The Lord has mixed within her a spirit of confusion. The leaders have made Egypt stagger in all she does as a drunkard staggers in his vomit. No head or tail, palm or reed, will be able to do anything for Egypt. On that day, Egypt will be like women and will tremble with fear because of the threatening hand of the Lord of armies when he raises it against them. The land of Judah will terrify Egypt. Whenever Judah is mentioned, Egypt will tremble because of what the Lord of armies has planned against it. On that day, five cities in the land of Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear loyalty to the Lord of armies. One of the cities will be called the City of the Sun. On that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the center of the land of Egypt and a pillar to the Lord near her border. It will be a sign and witness to the Lord of armies in the land of Egypt. When they cry out to the Lord because of their oppressors, He will send them a Savior and a leader, and He will rescue them. The Lord will make Himself known to Egypt, and Egypt will know the Lord on that day. They will offer sacrifices and offerings. They will make vows to the Lord and fulfill them. The Lord will strike Egypt, striking and healing. Then they will turn to the Lord, and He will be receptive to their prayers and heal them. On that day, there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. Assyria will go to Egypt, Egypt to Assyria, and Egypt will worship with Assyria. On that day, Israel will form a triple alliance with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing within the land. The Lord of armies will bless them, saying, Egypt, my people, Assyria, my handiwork, and Israel, my inheritance, are blessed. Somebody who listened to the show recently was asking me about our t-shirts. Uh, he thought that we didn't have any t-shirts left, and the reality is we do. 
If you're interested, you can go to our Patreon site and you can see a picture of my wife wearing one. There's one design and two shirt colors. The design is an olive tree with part of Psalm 1 written on it. The shirts are super soft. If you like to layer up, it's a great underlayer. Go to patreon.com slash commuterbible to check it out. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Caitlin Ron, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. <laughs>